Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. And this is episode four, The Justice of Fisting. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> this will never see air. I worked on that all minute. Like, <laughs> literally just before. And it shows. Just before I, just before I press the button. So, <laughs> all right. we, uh, we are late this week. It was, uh, if you're listening from overseas, I don't know why you would be, but it was a long weekend in the United States, and we were shit-faced. We were celebrating Christopher Columbus's conquering of indigenous peoples. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was the Cree-Skrull War <laughs> of, of 1492. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of our ancestors and stuff. The Super-Skrull <clears throat> was a blanket. Oh, God. Uh, so Justice of fisting. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right, so what, what do we want to start out with? Well, it's funny that you should bring up Crees and, and Skrulls, because the big thing to hit the internet today is uh, the new Avengers trailer. Which was pretty sweet, and we are going to put up a uh, a video on it probably tomorrow on the, uh, on the website, just because it is running a little late, and uh, there is booze. But it was awesome. Yeah, I was going to see the fucking movie anyway. But it's awesome with a cherry made of awesome, covered in awesome sauce. I'm just kind of pissed now. It's it's coming out in May, which is good, but that means there will be no Comic-Con footage to like even get more ramped up about. I understand they will be having an Avengers panel at New York Comic-Con this weekend. Yeah, which uh, I wish we could attend. but uh, and, and yeah, they blew off San Diego for the most part pretty... Pretty egregiously, I believe at the the Disney Con they had in Anaheim, they sh- showed some footage of that. Yeah, it, it was a weird kind of backlash at San Diego this year that not a lot of huge movies showed up. I mean, the, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man showed up. Um, a real steal of all fucking things, but which is doing very well. Yeah, it is, but it's no Dark Knight Rises and it's no fucking Avengers. So. True. Thank you, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so uh, that was the big uh, speculation at Comic-Con was Scott Pilgrim spent like $11 billion on a crowd that was already going to go see it and wound up making the standard geek $20 million. Yeah. So the big movies never showed up. But So, uh, yeah, the good part was at SDCC you could actually get into Hall H this year. The bad part was this is really, other than the end of Captain America, the first time most of us are seeing any Avengers footage. And, and it's awesome. I, yeah, I mean, just great Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, special effect shot showing that the thing is coming along. Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow. She has <laughs> thighs of power. Do not diss the Black Widow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pretend I don't want to do her, but uh, Thor and Iron Man and... Uh, and thighs Ru- of power. Russian tits. How you doing? <laughs> it's... it's kind of interesting i mean the thing opens up with the big special effect shots of the city in flames and massive explosions and uh, uh avengers is directed by joss whedon and what i'm kind of hoping is that he granted he didn't write the script but i'm hoping he took some lessons from buffy season eight where he created a giant epic that spanned the world and completely lost most of the characters in it i'm hoping he took a message from that and based on the character beats we saw in the trailer it's like okay yep we've got at the very least the tony stark and uh steve rogers captain america moments there yeah it definitely he knows where to to put his focus and it's it's on yeah captain america and iron man so if you are fans of of their dynamic 
in the Avengers in the books, you you won't be at a loss for that. Yeah, short Civil War. Otherwise, it'd be forty five minutes of dick kicking. But <laughs> you no, suck. mine's bigger. No, mine. You suck. No, you suck. <laughs> And uh, there's, there's an excellent... I don't want to spoil the trailer, but um, Tony might be at his best when he, he talks to... How do you spoil a fucking trailer? Well, it's, cause Here's some... all the good shit. <laughs> well, we had we didn't know anything about it before we saw it. Yeah, so. we watched it literally ten minutes ago. And, and, and then we immediately watched it again. And again. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I, I, just, I just want it to be May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More Iron Man. But uh, Mark Ruffalo as as Bruce Banner, I'm I'm willing to buy into. I wasn't sure I was going to. We've been through many a Bruce Banner at this point, right? Yeah, two. But I I'm willing to go with it. Well, he's third with a uh, what's his face, the the Australian dude, Eric Bana. Yeah. So this is uh, Mark Ruffalo's third. I was honestly kind of bummed because I liked uh, Norton as yeah. As Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk Blu-ray, which now I really want to go downstairs <laughs> and watch. Can we stop doing this fucking podcast? No, so. no. But, uh, yeah, well, it's hard for me to say, oh, I buy into Ruffalo. He had a line. He had a and line. He and he carried it off very well. Well, the sun even shines on a dog's ass someday. I could say thanks, you know. <laughs> shit-faced and peeing on myself. I could press, thanks. Say, say thanks. Thanks. <laughs> you did pee on yourself. <laughs> it's that amazing. Was, that was a while ago. I What's your motivation? Um, <laughs> the bathroom's way the fuck over there. <laughs> out with the bad beer, in with the good beer. I got lots of motivations, but but it, it looks like awesome, explodey fun. It definitely does, but I'm trying to temper my reaction. I mean, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson, he wants to get shit done. Well, uh, yeah, Sam Jackson was also in, you know, one eight seven, and I don't think I saw that. Nobody fucking saw it. I didn't see it. But uh, look, it's a trailer, and its purpose is to look awesome. You know, it's going to be a two hour and fifteen minute movie, and uh, yeah, they managed to scrape together two minutes of holy shit. Punisher War Journal scraped together two minutes of holy shit. This is true. So, it definitely looks encouraging. I got excited about it. You can certainly do worse than a Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails song in the background of almost anything. If you put that in the background of the Fox and the Hound, I'm there with half a stock. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I will have been That's misled. More disturbing than I think you even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I meant for it to be <laughs> pretty awful. But you, you know who didn't manage to put together two minutes of awesome, and, I, and we saw the movie anyway? The problem is, uh, never mind. Go Ghost ahead. Rider. Ghost Rider is the correct answer to that sentence. <laughs> Ghost Rider didn't have two minutes of awesome. That's my point. It didn't manage to put it together, and we still watched the movie. Well, the, yeah, because it was free, and it came over the giant pornography wire. <laughs> I mean, the same thing, Jesus, the, the trailer for the new Ghost Rider, he pisses fire. Yeah, that's not a very good yeah. trailer either. We'll still watch it. You know, you, <laughs> you don't like the title, The, the Justice of Fisting. It's... <laughs> The, the horror of VD. <laughs> Christ's sake. Ghost Rider. It burns when I pee. Ghost Rider. Every head's on fire. Yeesh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Ghost Rider. You should get that looked at. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. So anyway, thumbs up for the, the new Avengers trailer. 
thank you, nice people, for releasing it to the internet. Yeah, look, it, it did its job. I, I was excited about the movie before. You know, look, we're Joss Whedon heads. We've certainly done... Whedonites, I believe the term is Whedonites. Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 One of us. <laughs> I enjoy Buffy and Angel, and I found Firefly to be gratifying. Yes. Whedonite, whatever. <laughs> Guy puts together generally good genre, and he kind of went a little sideways the last time he tried to do an epic in a comic book. Hopefully, he learned from it. Well, yes, primarily this time because he has an actual budget. With the comic book, part of the problem was having no budget, so it was oh, we can do anything. Oh, wait, wait a minute! You're saying that Dark Horse Comics doesn't have forty six billion dollars to? Nah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> They're the third largest company. Forty-six a, billion dollars. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Marvel could scrape together forty-six dollars. They had markers and paper. They could do whatever they wanted, and their dreams would come true. I know. I've been <laughs> drinking. I'm tired and I'm punch drunk. I want more Iron Man. Yes, more Iron Man. Okay, I said it. All right, thanks. <laughs> fucking things going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we uh let me move on. Uh digital comics. This week, DC Comics announced a deal with Amazon Kindle uh which put together the Fire, yep, which is their new tablet which is intended to compete with the iPad. And because of that, Barnes & Noble uh decided that it was no longer going to carry any physical copies in its stores of uh, yeah, no no physical copies of a uh, of any books that will be digital exclusive on yes Kindle so so this is a problem because we have a nook in the house <laughs> well yeah I bought the fucking thing in March <laughs> and I'm not screaming for digital comics but you know it it has been around for a while and you know yeah Barnes and Noble is an actual brick and mortar place you know where somebody could wander in and actually read a comic book without having to go on the internet to find, you know, whatever dark and dingy store that sells comic books out of the back happens to be in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I understand Barnes & Noble's reaction. Yeah, comic books don't have a wide enough distribution point to really freeze anybody out. And frankly, from what I've heard and I could be misremembering, but the Kindle Fire is just going to be an Android-based tablet, the same as the Nook Color. The technology, therefore, is absolutely no different. And to be somewhat fair, if I wanted to jailbreak my Nook, I could get the standard Comixology app and get all these DC comics. Get graphically, I, too? Is that yeah, graphically. Uh, I could get the Marvel Today came out with an Android app. I yep. could get all these things if I wanted digital comics and I wanted to void my fucking warranty on yeah, the $250. The <laughs> you know, it, and I'm certainly capable of doing it. I mean, I build my own computers. I can jailbreak a tablet. It's not the end of the world, but it's... If, if you jailbreak it, can you give it a dual boot so that it can boot up and still be normal and then boot up and not so much? Yeah, I absolutely could. I, am I going to do it when there's a comic store a block and a half from here? No, I'm fucking not. Well, that is the larger issue. I mean, <clears throat> for me, there's no way I'm going to try digital comics without being able to put them on some kind of device. You know, I've looked at the Graphically app on my actual desktop, and I've looked at the Comixology 
I'm never going to pronounce that right, Comixology app, also on my desktop, and they're just absolutely dog dick fucking horrible. This is a quad-core machine with 8 gigabyte of memory in it. And to watch on graphically to slowly chug from panel to panel and try to shrink everything into a screen that is just the wrong aspect ratio. It's, it's the kind of thing that makes your machine angry. And if you make the machine angry, that's how you get Skynet. <laughs> I'd kill for Skynet <laughs> at this point. Wipe out the digital comics so I don't have to worry about it. But, you know, it's it, really after all the bullshit with iPad and MP3 versus OGG and, you know, are, are we really going to have platform fucking wars again? I thought we settled that shit. You pick your format and put it on whatever app you want. Didn't this almost kill music? Yeah, well, I mean, with any brave new frontier, now that everybody's decided, ooh, digital is the new thing, yeah, of course they don't learn from the past. If anybody learned from the past, we probably wouldn't be celebrating Columbus Day. <laughs> well, it's... You know, all I can say is I was tempted uh, there was a, re a review I did a couple weeks ago of uh, Fury of Firestorm 1 and I really wanted to read the original <coughs> Firestorm 1 from 1978 yep <coughs> excuse me and uh, I just I couldn't you know my local store didn't have it you know it's fundamentally an obscure you know 30 something year old book but it was available on Comixology and the having to go in and I tried to give them my credit card number and they didn't want the credit card I wanted to use. They, they wanted to tie themselves to my debit card and that's not their fault. It just happened to be my debit card was one of the credit cards they would take and I'm not going to do that. What am I going to give them a dollar and if the download fucks up they've got my dollar and i got to fight with my bank and try to look at it widescreen in this horrible friggin' app. It's It needs to be on some kind of platform I have, and for good or ill, the no color's been around for a year. Amazon Fire is not out. Right. For DC to say, okay, now you can get all our books there, yeah, that is a kick in the fucking nuts. And I'm not running out to get another tablet. Mine is perfectly fucking good. It's a lovely tablet. But right now, I can't get the Marvel app. I can't get the Comics. I'll never be able to say that. Comicsology app. I can't get the you know whatever DC app is coming out. I have no access to digital comics, even if I wanted them. Yeah, I mean, there's my phone, which is Android, but I'm not going to put it on my phone. I'm not going to read a comic book <laughs> on blind a on my phone. <laughs> on a three by two screen, for Christ's sake. I'm willing to watch movies on a tiny screen because I'm drunk and there's fucking music playing, so I'll be okay with it. But it's it needs to be on something you can actually read it on, and to decide DC is exclusive to this particular platform why a platform not a single human being on the planet fucking owns yet yeah it's a poor choice and i would imagine that it'll probably turn out to be one of those things like iphone and at&t it'll be over a certain number of months or or years where they have that exclusivity and then it will work its way through and out to other platforms, presumably. Still not a great idea, but eventually, you know, AT&T and iPhone no, were no longer exclusive. I mean, which is fine, but, you know, granted, I'm 40 years old. I'm not out there screaming for digital comics. You're God, not? 
God knows my house is being overrun by you know, physical comic books as it is, but I, I like actual comic books. But with the options available to me to try digital comics, to try to ram feed me into if you really want the new 52 and you don't have a comic store nearby, pre-order this thing that doesn't even exist yet. Why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, I mean, who does Dan DiDio think he is? Steve Jobs? Oh, too soon? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> fuck that guy. But Yeah, and, and the same thing with Marvel, where, hey, we've got the... Uh, the iOS app, yeah, you know, just now came out with the Android app. Well, still, I have to jailbreak my tablet. How many Android tablets do you think are floating around? There's certainly some, but yeah, you know, there's there's basically the iPad. Granted, fine, come out with that first, but yeah, you know, and various e-readers and the occasional niche. Uh, I'm gonna run out and get a Galaxy, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Samsung Galaxy. <clears throat> yeah, you ever seen one in the real world? No. Yeah. And this is Boston. They're around somewhere if they're actually around. Yeah, we saw one weird esoteric one on, like, a CSI New York, and we paused it so we could Google it, and it was, like, more expensive yeah, than... Captain Yamtastic's actual tablet PC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and heavier to boot and runs slower. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run right out and get that. <laughs> yeah, and you need a stylus. And yeah. No, no, thank you. Right in blood. And, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. The... Digital comics. Powered with the tears of Chinese children. <laughs> yeah, the iPad. <laughs> uh, there is probably a place in the future for digital comics. You know, something... Uh, that Firestorm copy would have been a buck. I'd pay a buck to reread a back issue. Even a, Fine, here's a dollar. Let me read it once and it goes away. But I'm, I'm not going to sit in front of my computer and do it. And I'm not going to do it on my phone. This platform-dependent stuff, just come out with the various apps, and if it's something where it is platform-dependent, you know, the Nook Color is Android. They require certain things for them to accept it for the Nook Color, but submit the fucking thing. Don't say, hey, we're exclusive to this one. What good do you think is going to come of it to freeze out however many people have the Nook Color? I, I and don't... to freeze out a retail outlet. <clears throat> well, you know, here's a thought. If when San Diego rolls around next July, they haven't opened it up to a variety of platforms, you were looking for an excuse to get in line and scream at Dan Didio. I think now you have your defining question. Yeah, because I want my own panel. <laughs> we, we read on various comic sites that San Diego Batgirl has parlayed that into her own panel at is it New York Comic Con? Um uh, no actually she had it at this this past weekend the Geek Girl Con in Seattle. That's right. And uh Gail Simone guested on it and uh I gather it went lovely. It was a big love fest. Um everybody felt lovely and um Kyrex <laughs> too would now uh like to go ahead and venture out and write her own strong female comic character. It who who wouldn't want to write? I well, that that had been my argument. All I mean, that's a different rant entirely. That <laughs> if you want strong female comic characters, write one. Well, write yeah. one. But uh, the idea you can parlay dressing up stupid and yelling at Dan DiDio, you know, into your own panel and then your own comic book. I think you should cosplay as as the uh, the kid on a bike from Better Off Dead. And just follow Dio around, screaming for your two dollars for the death of Jason Todd. 
Fuck that shit. I'm cosplaying <laughs> as Batgirl. We know that works. Yeah, like the guy that dra- dressed up as a slave Leia. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. Brain bleach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a... You don't even want to know. Let's just move on. Just, just uh, Google Emerald City Con and male slave Leia. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do it at work. <laughs> and do it at work. Because you want a half day today anyway. <laughs> you really didn't feel like putting in the full eight hours, did you? <laughs> exactly. And you'd like tomorrow off. Fuck it. And the next day. <laughs> and no references. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, going exclusive on particular platforms. You know, I'm sure there's some sweetheart deal from Amazon, but freezing out a retailer, you know, when you're at the point where you're just willing to punt your entire universe and reboot to get the publicity to get some readers in, not a wise choice. And if you force me to say, wow, I'd really like your comics, I'm going to spend $250 on this other platform, fuck you. I'm not predisposed to digital comics, and you've just made it harder for me, so... And also, get off my lawn. And suck it. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of rebooting the, the whole new universe. Can we go back to speaking about suck it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, speaking about rebooting the whole new uh, DC universe. We're, we're all done with all of the uh, deluge of number ones that have been released. A lot of good ones out there. A lot of ones out there that could have done more. Um, oh yes. <laughs> uh, so I think there there was that whole thing where Rich Johnson, Johnston, um, Johnston, on Bleeding Cool speculated, oh no, Omac is number eighty two out of the top. Was it top hundred? Uh, yeah. Comics that were released over the last month. You know, will that mean that it's getting canceled? Dun dun dun. Basically, speculation. There's a whole post up about it on the site that you did. Yeah. Um. So having looked at that. What books do we think actually are going to get the vicious ick? Um, and what, and and more particularly, what ones really should? <laughs> the vicious ick. Wear a condom. <laughs> you don't get the vicious ick. Um, I think it's probably going to be at least a couple months before any of them go on the block because we sort of, if you haven't read the piece, Dan DiDio, uh wound up defending uh, OMAC, saying, you know, yeah, even though it lost this many, it would have to get 50% of uh, what it's getting now. And we're sort of able to gin up some numbers and figure out that that's maybe 20,000. And I think at least for the next couple of months, there's going to be enough general interest in some of these books where people will give it a shot. Some of them, I think, will drop off quickly. Um, Which do I think will go quickest? Uh, in its own way, <coughs> the the sad one, All Star Western. Yeah. Uh, Westerns just have not. Jonah Hex, I think, was kept around because DiDio liked it and it had a great creative team, and they brought in some A list artists to really try and prop it up. And Jonah Hex is a great book. All Star Western. It's a little too early to tell. I'm not as pleased as I hoped I would be, but you know, I just don't think. Westerns are really going to hold the audience. I think Hex was selling maybe eight or 10,000 copies. And that could be utterly off. It seems to me I read that someplace, but it seems to me I was sober when I started this, and that's clearly not the case. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, I, w- one of the fundamental issues with All-Star Western is it is 
neither All Star nor Western. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in Gotham City with Jonah Hex. Yeah. Yeah, he had a movie. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I enjoyed it. But I drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, it, they, if they would at least commit to it being a Western beyond having Jonah Hex in it, you know, then then maybe they might get a hardcore group of folks that want to read Western comics as opposed to a hardcore group of people who are willing to read a Jonah Hex comic and put up with it not being a Western. Well, um, uh, that's the thing. Jonah Hex was probably, if not the best, at least the highest profile and most consistent Western of the last three or four years on the comic stands. And still, I, I don't think it sold 10,000 copies. I didn't, so I don't blame them for saying, fine, let's break it up, take them out of the West, make it, you know, yeah, Gotham, it's part of Batman. Look, don't you want to see early Batman story? I don't blame them for trying it, but, yeah, I don't think there's an audience for full-on Western comics right now, which is a shame. There should be an audience for any kind of story whether it's told in comic form or whatever, but yeah, and it, I, on that on that line, the uh, the war book. I'm trying to track down the actual title. That's how much it's sticking to my brain. That's why I think it's going to go. I think it's Men of War. That's yeah. That's what I just googled. But then I got. Um, I didn't know they had porn about that. <laughs> porn about everything on the rule thirty four. <laughs> rule thirty four. But it, and that just suffers from being uneven. For every you know one good right, there's two stories in there. One of them will be good, and the other one will be filler and and not worth reading. Uh, yeah. Now, all of the stuff that's, you know, Sergeant Rock, that's great. If they would just have a Sergeant Rock book, have a Sergeant Rock book. <laughs> well, yeah, what, Joe, Joe Kubert's that busy? For Christ's sake, you brought it back last year to do the miniseries. Uh, yeah, have him do a World War II book. But, uh, yeah, that one, Blackhawks. Yes. Which I read, and all I remember is somebody got horned up with superpowers at the end. Yeah, yeah. And if I if I don't get interested in your book, you know, all right, granted, I wasn't really interested in OMAC until like the last two or three pages. So yeah, that's and it kind was, of the exception. Same thing with me, and it was issue two where it's like, all right, I, I whether this is what you're going for or not, okay, this is a book like I would have read when I was a kid. So it's kind of tweaking that string of okay i've got some nostalgia going here but yeah it took until the second issue to pick that up and it's working on that level for me whether it's on purpose or not yeah and so yeah blackhawks another one that probably if it doesn't get its act together could be a bubble book and and get the vicious ick um because you open they, they tease you with what could be the gun on the uh, no, no not what could be what is the gun on the wall in like the first panel or two where a girl with purple hair gets bitten in the course of a fight with something some some dude some dude some dude it's always some dude yeah well they're not really identified i have nothing invested in this i don't know who these people are right. <laughs> yeah and then yeah she comes home and and suddenly seems to have manifested superpowers of some so sort and is heating up and realizes that the bite might have something to do with it, or nanotech is hinted at, but probably the bite. So, like, what, she's turning into a vampire? I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. <laughs> and do I care enough to buy the next book? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it was really kind of a mishmash of uh, uh, war comics, superhero comics. It really didn't stick to my head, really, at all. And DC's got a long history of 
war comics, you know, Sergeant Rock, Unknown Soldier. It just doesn't feel like they're, you know, really hooking up. Yeah, it, it feels as though they, they can't really commit to a character, so they're trying to do this pastiche ensemble books, short story, vignette books. Just just yeah. give us a character we care about and build the book around that character. Yeah, and I think Blackhawk was Blackhawks tried to do that more. Um yeah, look, I, I can't even say it's a bad book. I can say it didn't do anything for me and didn't hook me in at all. But it was inoffensive. Yeah, but uh, I've said before, you know, same with you know, Men at War, I'm not a war comics guy. Yeah, yeah, DC has a history of it. They have a history of romance comics. I wouldn't buy those either. That's just not my thing. So I'm glad they're trying it. I'm glad at least one company's saying, hey, you know what? There's all kinds of comics out there. Let's at least throw a few at the wall and see if anybody gives a shit about them. Yeah. Um, and obviously we're superhero people in general, so those kind of books may not necessarily appeal to us. Your mileage may vary. I mean you like war stories give them a shot i mean just uh, didn't do much for us and certainly didn't didn't stick to my head in any way yeah um you know other things what what probably should get the ick hawk and dove um hawk and dove should be executed at point blank <laughs> range with a 44 magnum yeah, that's I mean, just ham-fisted storytelling and weird i don't even want to give liefeld like credit as a latter-day picasso but his abstract stuff <laughs> yeah it's look he, he he is what he is he's always been what he's always been if you like that style of art that book includes that style of art <laughs> yes it does um but uh just ham-fisted dialogue and terrible anatomy in the art and at the very end uh okay it's another hawk looking guy to this day I, I tuned out so completely i don't know if the bad guy was kestrel or some other new douchebag new um, douchebag that is in fact it was trademarked new do i'd buy a book called new douchebag <laughs> but new from image new douchebag <laughs> but uh, yeah that was just a i understand why they did it you can get liefeld yeah. And he made his bones on that book, and he's looking for honest work. And I do truly believe he's trying to rehab his name in the business. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's trying to do it with his pencil, and that certainly doesn't do anything. Look, there for are people me, that do like that style of art. Now, I don't. I, he's. I, I don't want to like heap hate on him. At the end of the day, I don't. I don't care one way or the other. He can draw what he wants. I'm not necessarily into it, so other people can buy it. Tell you what. Google Captain America Liefeld boobs. Oh, God. <laughs> and you'll hate. <laughs> just, just hate. Well, I'll, I'll do it later because I, I, don't, I don't want the dead air time while I look for yeah, it. But. Don't do it now. But You kids in the audience, hit pause and Google it. <laughs> what is it again for the kids in the audience? It's uh, Captain America Liefeld boobs. Okay. It's uh, from when he was doing Heroes Reborn, and he did his, his Captain America, and... Holy Christ. Is it boobs akimbo? You think the man can't draw feet? <laughs> <laughs> All right, duly noted. Anyway. Yeah, so Hawk and Dove should probably get the ick. Um, men, the men at war, men of war story, um, Blackhawks possibly. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that Voodoo and Grifter 
have exactly one more issue before people decide, nah, I didn't care before, I'm st- I still don't care? Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't we talk about voodoo last week? It's, you know, it's, it's a comic book about a titty bar. With Alien Tang. Uh, yeah, for about a panel. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't do a lot for me, but then again, Voodoo in Wildstorm, not a character I'm hugely familiar with, certainly Redder in Wildcats, and uh, I'm not sure she should ever have let her own book. I'm not sure she ever did. Frankly, there are huge parts of the 90s where I, I don't Alan remember Moore anything. I thought Alan Moore wrote her for a while. Was I thought it was her own book. It, he may have. Yeah, the whole Alan Moore thing. <laughs> That's up on the website right now. <laughs> but, Speaking of people who, yeah. But, uh, and, and yeah, Grifter, uh, Grifter was the same way. You know, Grifter was a cool name and a pair of guns and a mask. I, I give the book credit for saying, okay, well, let's try to at least show why this person who, at face value, in no way should be identified as a confidence artist. Yes. <laughs> that it, sticking your guns in somebody's face wearing a handkerchief screaming, give me your money, is not the long con. <laughs> No, no, it's not. It's very much not. <laughs> you know, it, it might be the short con if or I'll shoot is a bluff. <laughs> but but it, so I give him credit. Sawyer should have tried that and lost. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Have been more successful. Kind of tuned in for the last season because, yeah, loss was a massive failure. And I said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I did tune out for a lot of the last season, but. Um, it was all a dream except for the part where it was in heaven. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Do those deserve to be canceled? Each one I'm willing to give another shot. Yeah, I don't think either one is on our pull list still, but I'll probably grab an issue to see what's going on. Yeah, I I think think they're on an individual... It's on probation. It's, okay, you're off the pull list, but you'll get a one-time chance to redeem yourself. Whereas Hawk and Dove, Jesus, I want to shoot flaming fucking arrows (laughs) at the H section of my local comic store. Yeah, and and you know as much as I bitch about Red Hood and the Outlaws, I'll buy the next one. It's, it's like an awful train wreck. I'll buy the next one. <laughs> it, it is. I've given that book a, a lot of thought. I've given Catwoman a lot of thought. Um, Red Hood and the Outlaws was in its own way so utterly egregious in what it was doing. I like to believe he's got somewhere to go with it. Yes. I mean, the same way Teen Titans. See, and I like Teen Titans. Yeah, me too. I loved it when it was called X-Men. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, that's that's all it was. Well, yeah, and exactly. It, it's, it, you know, now suddenly it's, you know, teen heroes being hunted by some organization because they have powers. It's fucking X-Men. And you know, Scott Lobdell wrote X-Men. I don't blame him for going to where he's comfortable and he certainly did it more effectively than where he was uncomfortable which was boobies he's getting the band back together uh, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it's I, I'm, yeah, and the same thing with with Catwoman it was such a horrible ending and nothing was going on in the book and I like Judd Winnick as a writer I, I, I've got to believe he's got something more going on but the man who wrote Barry Ween can't have been the same man who wrote Catwoman. Can yeah. He? Can he? <laughs> well, I, I hope not, but both those books are off the pull list. I'll buy each one once. Yeah. D- does that mean, oh, they're a cancellation one? And uh, somebody, uh, Hawk and Dove, 
should be the first cancellation. I think All-Star Western will be. Um, I'll be curious to see how Batwing does. I don't know if you've been reading that. Uh, I've not. Uh, we we got the issue this week, and that stayed on our polls because the first one, uh, the art was pretty good. The, the visual art is, storytelling yeah. was a little dicey, you know, with homemade panel shapes and whatnot. But it, it was still pretty solid a start, and I'm willing to see where it I goes. I think this week was better. I think the the panel usage was a little more straightforward, um, and they they got a lot more accomplished within the book. We we see. Um, the female police officer, I want to say her name is Kia Okaru. Apologize if I'm butchering that. Um, she's going to sort of be the, the I don't want to say Commissioner Gordon-esque, because she's really only like Renee Montoya level on the police force, but the police liaison to Batwing. Um, and she shot the big bad, and uh, she took some pretty bad hits herself. But that was nice watching, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to harp on it, watch a woman get shit done. You know, there was... <laughs> There was there was no preamble. She opened fire and she got it done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I know. I and I did this to Huntress for you also. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know the, the weird part is we we get a lot of books every week, and since we started Crisis on Infinite Midlives, the good part about it is you sit and read them, and then reread them, and think about what's good about them, and fucking hard to review these things. I thought I could just get <laughs> shit-faced and whip this out in an evening. Do you think this is a school paper? <laughs> <laughs> Be easier, goddammit. But, but uh, just beyond the, that particular character, I, I really am enjoying... Um, they're, they're creating a whole backdrop of uh, of new characters that are interacting with each other. This this um, retired hero who is the target of the big bad in, in the issue that... Batwing goes out to try and protect, and he is very powerful, but he takes it at the hands of, of the supervillain. Um, and you know, you, you're not entirely sure what's going to happen next, and, and it works. And I'm just, I like it, and I hope they don't kill it. So, <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's one that I, I have no idea if it's on the bubble. It's certainly higher than... Well, Omak, when I say on the bubble, I mean, when I, when I took the Nielsen survey, there were, there were very clearly a handful of books, and that was one of them, as was Voodoo and Grifter and I, Vampire, and most of the things that were the, the DC Dark. Yeah. That, and and All-Star Western um, and, and the War Book uh, that you can tell just out of the gate, do people like this sort of thing? Should we have bothered to do this? Did you buy this? Are you planning on buying it again? What would you think about it? Clearly, there's already a handful of ones that they, they want more immediate feedback on. See, I went in and I marked that book Narak as the best <laughs> book. And yet they still... No, they didn't. That's why they didn't take your survey. As, as background, <laughs> we may have talked about it last week. The one dummy book to see whether you actually knew what the fuck you were talking about. They listed like 53 books and one of them was Narak, like Karen spelled backwards. You know, What was your favorite book? And uh, all of them had a didn't read option. And I really had to force myself. It's like, read it, read it, read it, read it. Wait, that book doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> and then, yeah, in the end, I'm 40 years old. So I listed that at the end. Clearly, to, no, I read every single one of your books. And here's my opinion. Uh, you're too fucking old for us to give a shit. Oh, fuck me. My money doesn't <laughs> spend because it's old and it pees on itself. <laughs> your money wants pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I want fucking pudding. Give it to my money. I bet Narak is a mystery book that, that will come out down the road about the hooded lady. 
Oh, God. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I, what? Shit, no, I, it just occurred to me. I haven't looked at any of the issue twos to see if the hooded lady's in she, I don't believe she is. Okay. I don't believe she is. Okay. Which is good, because I was getting tired of watching her getting shoehorned into post-production pencils. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Savage Hawkman. Yeah, just stick her in the back of the cave on the splash page. What's she doing there? She's in the back of the fucking cave. Just leave her it's there. It's like one book. I think it was Batgirl, maybe. She's just floating. <laughs> and why not? She's floating in a window or something. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, well, with, with that, why don't we move on to, for the actual other books that we've read this week, what is your pick of the week? Um, my real pick of the week is probably Luther Strode, uh, The Strange Talents of Luther Strode. Damn awesome book. But yeah, I, I did a big review of that uh, yesterday, I think, on the website. So you can go check that out to see what I think about it. The one I haven't had a chance to write about yet. And I've read a few issues of it. Um, haven't read it from the beginning, even though I heard good stuff. I grab it. Uh, have grabbed it the few times I've seen it because it tends to sell out was a skull kickers by image comics which is weird because it's a sword and sorcery book um which i am not a sword and sorcery guy but no i have it here um (laughs) and uh just such fun writing and my i just opened the first page and the sound effect you know vegetation (laughs) you know that it's the final part of a storyline five funerals and a bucket of blood you know (laughs) Uh, it's it's got some of the more unique um, page layouts and and use of of sound effects that aren't really sound effects, but they work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, uh, just looking up at a panel here, the guy is putting a rudimentary revolver in the face of one of the characters. Do you know what this is? No, it kills. I believe you. It just fun book, great dialogue. I not having read it from the beginning. It's a, this was issue eleven. Uh, Apparently, it's been picked up to go uh, continue into 2012, but uh, yeah, it should still be on the shelves, although it has been apparently selling really well. Skull Kickers, Five Funerals and a Bucket of Blood, Part 5, Issue 11. Who's the, did you Lot say the publisher? Uh, it's Image. It's Image. Yep. Uh, written by a guy named uh, Jim Zub, not familiar. Uh, art by Edwin uh, Hong. All right. Don't know who they are. But they're doing a damn good book. They do a fun book. Uh, my uh, my pick of the week is a little bit more traditional. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev together again in Moon Knight. Oh, that piece of shit. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I meant Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I Everybody um, always wants to talk about how fabulous Bendis' plot work and, and dialogue is. I want to start with Maleev's art because there... He does such an excellent job in terms of using dark colors and shading, uh, contrasted with you know very bright panels. Mark Spector, the Moon Knight, is certifiably insane, literally, literally certifiably insane. Oh yes, and you can tell in the course of the book those moments when he's having a crazy moment, like. Captain America isn't really there, but he thinks he is and is talking to him and giving him advice. And those moments later in the book when Captain America actually is there. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. This one I did read. So. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm all about uh, books that have certifiably insane characters anyway. And suffice to say, uh, Moon Knight's in Los Angeles, and right now he has custody of an Ultron head, which bodes... I- 
bodes very ill for humanity. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar, an Ultron head is uh, you stick your dick in it. No, and, uh, no. Oh, okay, totally different. <laughs> That's Sorry. a fleshlight. <laughs> Touche. <clears throat> but uh, if the Ultron head becomes active, um, the, the worry is that it will destroy humanity. And so you really don't want the crazy man to have the Ultron head. <laughs> Probably not a wise choice. Cause no. He'll try to stick his dick in it. Well, actually, he won't because, you see, we have this character, Echo, who's in the book. And uh, <laughs> he, he would really rather put it there. Are, are we sure? He keeps thinking he sees Captain America. No, she is really there. And this is one of those cases where, he, because of the way that Maliv is using the artwork, you know where he's crazy and where he's not. And there is actually a nice moment where he's like, he, sa- he says to her, are, are you actually here? And she's like, what? <laughs> yes, no, I remember. It's uh, not, uh, <coughs> I, I've also been enjoying Moon Knight. Um, you know, Bendis and Maliv. They've been working together forever. Didn't Maliv do the art on... On some of the Daredevil after... Daredevil. Didn't he do Alias? Yeah. Um, did some of that, too. It, he he also... He was doing Echo. Maliv actually had Echo, and he was writer and artist on that for a while. Okay. Um, tended to use sort of a, a collage kind of concept. Right. Right. Okay. Um, it, so, yeah, I, I'm really happy to see, see his art in a book anytime. So, yeah. Moon Knight, buy it. That's Moon Knight 6 that was out this past week. Yep. No, definitely a solid book. All right, then. Is there anything else you wanted to, to add? Because we're coming to the end of, of our stuff. Uh, nothing I can think of. Uh, I'm out of beer. So. Oh, no. <laughs> we're out of beer, therefore we are at the end of the podcast. Yes. So thank you again for uh, listening to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives podcast, episode 4. Justice of Fisting God. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, I'm Amanda. I'm Rob. Thank you for joining us and uh, derp. And, and derp. <laughs> and derp. <laughs> <laughs>